This week on Erotic Awakening, Fantasy into Reality Power Exchange, Patreon Spike in Ken, Tucky. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast, as well as workshops by Dan and Dawn, are offered free of charge to our community. Because of the expenses involved, we're grateful for those that support us through Patreon and donations. Those people include Shannon and Lynn, and Tammy, and Dave M, and both Paula's, Paula T and Paula W, and Pamela and Lewis. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. There's a lot of people joining the Patreon over the last uh, two weeks, or so, week, I guess, since we've done this. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, so... Awesome, awesome. And, and not only Patreon people, but also a, uh, a healthy donation in the midst of all that. So that was awesome. And um, we actually did a Patreon Zoom call yesterday. Which I think is may well be why we had the, the unusual the spike. spike. Yes. Could be, could be. So because we They were all wearing their back. masks. That's not the reason we had a spike. No. That's no, a little no, COVID, no. COVID humor COVID here in 2020. Humor, too early. <laughs> <laughs> So, but no, we had a great call yesterday and a lot of people on it. So, yep. we so yesterday we did a, um, a live video interaction with any of the, our Patreon supporters that wanted to join on alchemy of turning jealousy into compersion. Mm -hmm. So, and I had a great time. I did as well. So that was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, and we'll be doing more of those because we enjoyed it. Not only did they get a lot of value from it, but also they, we, but also we enjoyed it as well. Indeed. And the standing ovation at the end was great. Oh, I didn't turn that on. There we go. <laughs> anyway, um, so there you go, all those new resources. So, Don, today on the podcast, what we're going to be talking about, and this may not be the longest podcast in the world, but um, we are going to be talking about the idea of so back on episode 153 of the podcast we did a two-part series on fantasy into reality how to turn your power exchange relationship your desire to have a power exchange relationship into an actual having a relationship of the power exchange type i should probably go back and look at that not that i'm wanting to start another one but just to see what we went through so because it reality is absolutely different than fantasy yeah, so that was 400 episodes ago, and the book we wrote on Power Exchange, Living MS, was published in 2011. I just had to look. Um, do you think things have changed? Our, our views on these have changed much in nine years, or do you think it's pretty much going to be the same thing? What, how to start a relationship or to switch it from? How to convert, how to turn your power, how to turn your non-power exchange relationship into a power exchange relationship or how to start a power exchange relationship from scratch. It's probably going to, it's going to depend on the couple on how that's done. So, I mean, I don't have any experience of how to do a vanilla relationship into a power exchange relationship. Yours and mine started out power exchange. So it was, um, or at least with the intent of power yes, exchange. Yes, that's probably clear. So we didn't, we didn't move into the apartment and all of a sudden 24-7 power exchange. We moved in together after doing a lot of talking, after sharing a lot of fantasy stories of what we wanted, right? Because in our world, we didn't know anybody that was living this way. And all we had read was fantasy. So we had to figure out how to 
Well, I don't even know that we had to figure out how to shift from fantasy to reality until we realized fantasy wasn't going to work, right? I don't know that we went in going, okay, so we have all these fantasy stories. Now let's make this reality. Instead, we went in going, we have all these fantasy stories and hot sex and all this stuff. And, oh, wait, who's washing the dishes? Well, we didn't cover that in Sleeping Beauty, (laughs) you know, in the claiming of Sleeping Beauty. So, um, yeah, it's going to be different for everybody, but, um, man, you learn as you go. So what what advice would you give a... Um, a person who leans on the submissive or slave side of the power exchange, who's new, who's like, look, I've, I've, I watched um, the secretary or that uh, gray movie, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. or I, um, or I read a book or whatever, and I said, you know what, this, this resonates with me. I'm, I, 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 this is what I want. So, other than joining FetLife, which just helps you to meet or normally would help you find events. Um, mm-hmm. Not, and we're no, we're going, I don't want to dwell too much on the fact in the, the COVID world of it, but in general, if you're a new submissive, a new slave, how do you get, how do you prepare yourself? How do you get ready to do this? And how do you go do it? Can you just walk up and say, I'm a submissive. Take me. Here's a collar. Put it on me. Sure. If you want the wrong person <laughs> to do it, because I'm sure there's some, um, oh, this is going to sound so bad, but there's some wannabe doms that would absolutely take you up on that offer and not healthy, not healthy at all. So you really need, as someone on in, in a lowercase letter or wanting to be a lowercase letter, which is what we say for subs and submissives and, and such, subs, submissives, same thing, slaves, you know, all of that, is um, figure out what it is you really want. Why are you drawn to it? If you are drawn to being the follower or the submissive, why? It doesn't even necessarily need to be why. It's what turns you on about it, right? So I like to be a slave. I am a slave. And part of that for me is so that I put someone else first in my life. And that is really my drive. So, um, because otherwise I can be a little narcissistic and all about me, 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 especially while I'm on my healing path and stuff, which is fine, but it really balances out when I can put someone else first. So as a new person, what is it that drives you to doing this? Do you like the structure? Do you like uh, someone to micromanage you and tell you every little single thing that you need to be doing? You, Dan, are not a micromanager. You say, here's the end result that I want. Maybe a couple of things in there of let make sure to do this, make sure to do that, but not always. And then you let me go. And that's what I need is to be trusted to get the end result. So, you know, so you really have to look at that. What do you bring to the table? Um, are you a person about growth? Because you are going to need to be a person about some sort of growth change, whatever, because this is going to be a brand new lifestyle. So, yeah, I want to expand on one thing you said a little bit in that you can't, I saw on the old uh, Reddit BDSM community, somebody posted, uh, all he wants me to do is bring him meals. Is that okay? Is that normal? And like you said, it depends on the power exchange, the type of power exchange that you're going to get into it. They're not all the same. There, I've had people that have been in my life as a, um, as a sex toy, as a cum slut, right? That kind of power exchange where you're my sex slave. That's great. I have other people in my life 
who sex was either secondary or not even part of our power exchange. It wasn't a driver. It wasn't it, either. It was a, you know what? All the dishes are done and I'm kind of horny. Let's have sex. Let's do some sexy time stuff. Or it is more of a not even not even part of it, right? Where service itself is a part and the kind of service, right? Mm-hmm. Versus um, somebody who's going, you know, just the different kinds of service, right? So you're, you're quite right. The first thing they might want to figure out is what kind of power exchange, what kind of submissive, what kind of service are they, do they think that they're going to want to give? Right, because um, a service submissive is like the big thing right now. So, and um, I remember going to a masked submissive, I got other things I want to bring up too, but I went to a a masked submissive roundtable in Jersey. Mm -hmm. I think we had gone to Jersey to uh, meet with people. we did as a matter of fact. And the subs and doms split off, which doesn't always happen in a masked meeting, but it did at this one massed masters and slaves together great resource and the submissives were in a circle back in the bedroom and someone asked it was a brand new person you know what kind of submissive are you and going around the circle it was service submissive service 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 pass service I was kind of confused and I'd been doing this for 18 years and trying to explain what kind of submissive I was and wasn't getting anywhere so I did some explanation and then just did a pass while I was thinking, service, service. And then the guy that had actually brought up the question was like, you know what, all you guys are saying service. I, that's not me. I don't think I belong. The first girl that had passed, you know, said, well, actually, I was just going to skip because everybody's about service right now. But my thing is about obeying obeying is what turns me on, mm, not service. Yeah. And I'm like, me, me, me. That's what I was trying to say because I'm not about service. I like to give service to you. Mm-hmm. I like to give service to people that you have said need service from your slave. But for me, it's about obeying. And even if it's something that I don't want to do, and I hate saying this out loud because Dan will grab this and run, <laughs> but even if it's something that I don't want to do, the fact that I can obey and do it turns me on. So, you know, so you need to know those type of things. So, and you might not know right away. You might just have read a story and it gives you this tingle of what you want to do. It might be all sexual at first. Ours was, you know, the whole idea Mm -hmm. of you telling me what you wanted me to do to you sexually. Yeah, that's where the fantasy came in. So, The things that I would suggest to get started, if you really think this, if you're brand new and you really think this is where you want to go, then talk to real people. Talk to real slaves and real submissives. And the problem is right now is finding them because usually you would find them by going to submissive roundtables and things like that. Um, Because when you're talking to people on Reddit, on Facebook, on FET, you don't know if they're real Or if they're just talking theory, you want people that have actually lived this because that's where the reality comes in. So vet these people, right? Find out from others or see if they're presenters or ask me and Dan. We usually know, not everybody, of course, but we know a few people we could probably point out. And and it's not a bad idea to jump on like vet life and not say anything, but Mm -hmm. just watch. Mm-hmm. Watch and listen and see how people respond, right? If somebody's always, um, you know, if somebody asks a question as a newbie and someone always gives them a very snarky reply, 
then you could say, oh, is that the kind of submissive I am? The, the snarky submissive? Yeah. If you are, if people um, are responding very spiritually, maybe that draws to you and say, oh, that, that, I resonate with that. If, or, or somebody might just say, you know, it's all about the service for me. And they say, oh, you know, so you can vet people that way and find people. Mm -hmm. And then if you find people in that situation, reach out to them and say, you know, I'm, What's real life look like to you? What's your day-to-day -day really look like? Right, and that's exactly what I would ask. Because like I said, there are a lot, a lot of people out there that talk theory. If I was in a relationship, this is what I would do. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not in the relationship, so you don't know what you would do. It's right. very different when you're actually living this. All right, you ask me the question. I ask you the question. The same question, except for the D type. Oh, so as a dominant or a master or someone that's drawn to that, how would you get started? Just go do it. All right, next question. Just go do it. It's not uh, that no, simple. No, it's not that simple. The reality is part of it is there's some logistical stuff that comes to mind. If it's going to be a BDSM relationship where you're the uh, not just the dominant but also uh, a top, then you, I had to, for myself, I had to look into that because it felt kind of weird to hit. I'd normally hit female-bodied people, spanking, flogging, and punching sometimes, right? Uh, I had to do a little self-exploration into that part. So that's just the physical aspect of it. The rest of it is to, um, you got to get your own house in order to start with. I can't dominate somebody else unless I can dominate myself, right? I can't dominate somebody else efficiently unless I am at ease with who I am. And for me, that's going to require a little bit of study, a little bit of background, a little bit of understanding the, 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 maybe the philosophy of power exchange or the how-to. Not only, um, obviously, I'm going to recommend grabbing a copy of Living MS by Dawn and I, but also there's maybe a book by Rubel out there or, or other books out there. Um, Joseph, Bleen, Joseph Bean's book on flogging, I thought, was a great dominant resource, right? As we talked about with submissives, finding somebody that you resonate with, uh, I go a little bit farther than that, is find someone as a dominant to mentor you. Because a lot of the shit that we do, I've been told by society for a long time, is, is not appropriate. So having a mentor that you know you can bounce shit off of can be very valuable. So stalk FetLife for a while. Find out people that are talking like they're coming from a place of knowledge and experience and that resonates with you and reach out for people to be your mentor. The problem with that, and I am really guilty of that, the more experienced people get sometimes, the less and less they talk. So the more experienced people, and Dawn, this is something for you and I that we need to get our get back on top of, is as you become more and more experienced, you, you talk less and less because... Well, part of it is you're tired of answering the same questions all, all, all over and over again. And also, just there's so much bullshit out there. You don't want to wade through it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, the other aspect is just become a great communicator, both front end and back end. At the beginning, if you're, you have someone that you want to dominate that wants to be dominated by, you talk to them and say, what does that mean to you? And let's start writing some shit down. What does that mean to you to be dominated if they are of a mind to say anything, that's kind of more of a advanced mentor or advanced master sort of skill is to be able to take anything because anything's not real, right? I was going to say, anything's not real. To me, if someone says anything, they really haven't thought about it. Right. They're, they're, or 
the the only time that someone says anything that it is of value is that you've already spent enough time and they find like right now, Don. Mm-hmm. I would be if I said, you know what, I want to go away for a uh, uh, an overnight in a hotel. And I get to do anything I want with you. You're going to be my anything slave. Mm-hmm. No negotiation, no consensual non-consent, just anything I want from this period to this period. Let's go. What would you say? For you, I would say yes, but that's because we know each other. Right. If you build that level of intimacy, that level of trust with somebody. You're not going to come after me with a chainsaw. Right. Unless you've done something to rig it so it just scares the shit out of me, but isn't dangerous. Mm, yeah, I know. <laughs> but there is a thrill to some S-types to grant you that anything and to be that I am willing to do anything for you, right? Again, that's an advanced thing. That's not what we're talking about necessarily today. If somebody says that I'm in a new relationship with and says, I, you can do anything with me, then I understand. Then what that really means is they don't really understand what they want and right. what their boundaries are. So you start small and you start building a box and you say, and, and I like to literally write this down. I'll write down a picture of a box and I'll say, here's what we're going to start with. I am going to control, how do you, f- and, and you begin this negotiation, right? Now you could be, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Um, I, what I like to do is I'll say, here's my box and I'm going to start putting things in this box and you have the right to say no to three things that I'm going to put in this box. Now, it's a game because I'm not if they if once they've used number two, I'm gonna stop putting shit in the box at that point. Right. And we go with what we have. So we the first one is you're not allowed to pee from now on unless I give you direct permission. I'm gonna put that in the box. Do you wanna use one of your nose? Right? Mm-hmm. And they get to make a decision and say, Huh, wow, I've always been fascinated by having that level of control. So nope, I'm feel that's great. Put it in the box. Say, okay, great. Um and you start going through. It's not negotiating a list per se. Right, because lists is a posi- are so boring. They're, uh, it can be positive can to negotiate be. the list. Everybody's got their list, right? But, but you this saw is, our last list, right? It was 20 pages front and back yeah, that we were going of, through. Of everything, right? Yeah, I'm not, and the, the problem with that is, and I tell you, uh, Boy Bell and I started off with a list because mm-hmm. they already had this big Excel spreadsheet that they keep. I couldn't tell you what's fucking on there. Right, I can't keep track of eighty things. Right, um, so I do this method of using this box, and I like I want to go through three or four things that I think I will dig that you are going to dig from our previous communications. Um, I have had scenes where anything, but even those are illusionary, right? I don't really get it. So that's how I start. You start off, get yourself a goddamn mentor. Gosh darn mentor, dolly golly jeepers. Um, <laughs> but you need, to vet, out. you need to vet that mentor. I'm still very, of very big about vetting, which is make sure they're a real person and they're someone that you want to emulate and they have something that you want to learn. Yep. Uh, again, the, where you are trying to get here is this place of instinct versus having to think through it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's down the road. So, but that's how I'd get started. Cool. So, and then I'm going to mention a couple of things, which is our book, Living MS. So, obviously, we've got our first 10 years. Of and this is not a big pitch for Living MS, uh, this no. whole episode. It just so happens, as you can tell if you're listening to it, we're passionate about the power exchange. We're passionate right. about this lifestyle, and we put that passion in the book. So, yeah, we are going to reference it. Yep. If that means, if you're sitting here going, man, well, it sounds like a great book, but I can't afford that. We give uh, away... 
we have a set number of books that we give away to people that can't afford them every year. We still got books available. And if, just write us and say, man, I love this shit, but I can't afford $20. I guarantee you um, there's somebody else out of, that you that what we will ask you to do, me speaking to English. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> what we will ask you to do is say, here, yeah, here's a copy. But, you know, down the road when somebody else says, damn, I wish I had a book like that, you give, you give yours away. Mm -hmm. And if you want one, then you can buy one. So other books that I would recommend um, that I can think of off the top of my head is um, anything Power Exchange by Raven Caldera. Now, Raven and Boy Josh do Power Exchange differently than we do, mm -hmm. but it's neat to get a different reference Absolutely. Of, of what people do. And then Dan m mentioned uh, Dr. Bob, so Dr. Dr. Rupel. Um, so Dr. Robert Rubel, and he's got Power Exchange books as well. And those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head, which is why we wrote our own, because there weren't any out there on Power Exchange that we could find. So those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. All right, Don, let's wrap this thing oh, up. I also wanted to mention something else that I wrote myself a note. Yes. When you go to vet people, don't do it from other people's friends list. Oh, right, right, I've right. had people try to vet people from my friends list. I think I've got 3,000 people. Yeah, on my somebody who life. says, hey, I see that uh, Jojo Bob is a friend of yours. Yeah. So no, is he cool? My, no, my friends list, I don't know most of the people that are on there because we have the podcast. So if you want me to vet someone that's on my friends list, if I know them, I will give you my opinion. And if I don't, I will let you know I don't. There you go. So, Dawn, on episode 540, we talked about your brand new mystery box, Tanya's dog, vibrating, clit-sucking device. Tracy's dog. Tracy's dog. Thank you. Right. So, we have not had a chance to try it yet. I'm not released from the doctor from my surgery. Yeah. But we're taking it with us on vacation. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the things we were wondering about was the, why it was called, why the company that puts out these dildos is called Tracy's Dog. Well, I wrote them and I asked and... Um, I'm not going to read their full response. They did respond. Mm -hmm. I'll give them that. The logo was des designed on the Maya principle. Um, Familiar plus surprise icon. Yeah. So the, he talked about the logo looks like this. And the reason they chose the terms Tracy dog is because they're easy to remember. Tracy is the most common female name. Dog is a familiar pet. So really, um, marketing department of Tracy dog vibrators. I, in the future, don't answer that question because really it just makes you sound like this big corporate conglomeration that had a study group that really doesn't give a fuck about your customers, but you say, well, hell, Tracy's, that's a popular name. Let's call it that. I was kind of hoping to hear a story like, my name's Tracy and I never found a vibrator that I really liked. So I put together this, you know, something like that. Not, we're probably 18, uh, 40 and plus male bodied people that want to sell shit. So let's come up with the perfect selling technique. Yeah. Now, all that being said, said people, if they've actually come up with a great product, yes, we'll continue to use it. We'll continue to use it. And so I just, I just, I think it's odd when people don't like consider their audience. So, mm -hmm. you know, the whole idea of dog being on the. Yeah. yeah the name the, of your vibrator product. is dog. <laughs> and it doesn't occur to you that, some, you know, some people, I ain't mean, kink shaming anybody, but some people don't want dogs involved in their sex. Right. So anyway, with that being said, I have a purple clit sucking vibrator from Tracy Dog <laughs> that I'm going to be trying out 
As soon as the doctor says I can. And we will tell you how well it works. And you, we Indeed. Can... So, and I'm looking at it and it's purple and gold and I can't wait to use it. So regardless of how they got their name, that's okay. We're Don, good. Don, not only out. is it Halloween, but it's also uh, tentacle-ween. Is it? Not really, but you got an octopus that has something to do with Halloween. So I did. More people are sending me the octopus pumpkins. So they are out there right now and the octopus pies. So... Um, gosh, I feel, oh, oh, sorry, Ohio Hedgehog. You sent me some links and I have not clicked them yet. So I will make sure to do that sometime today and tell people what it is on the next podcast. And we had a ton of communication as well via the Instagram. Um, I don't know that we've caught up with that yet, but. No, but I did check the other day. So when you guys write us on Instagram, I don't know what happens, but I don't get a notification And if I go on to Instagram, I don't see it. It's when I go on to our Facebook that I see over to the left, way over to the left, it says Facebook message, Instagram message. And then it said like 22. So I had to go, just because I happened to be in Facebook, that's how I saw the Instagram messages. So all of you guys that messaged us, I think I've replied to everybody at this point. So some of it was late and I'm so sorry. So I will get more on the ball with that because I do like, I do like the interaction with you. The funny thing is, I was just about to say um, that we should, that people should reach out to us via the Instagram, because as we get here in the United States, we're getting closer to an election. I plan to avoid Facebook more and more. Oh, but apparently, closer. Yes, you don't so have an option. That's okay. I'm getting back into the daily routine okay. of checking out people's messages, so that's good. New subscribers to the newsletter include nobody. So, but I did send out a newsletter. So get your EA shout out, head over to the eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. Take a moment to support the podcast. Read us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Archer, Anchor, Abracadabra. What? I'm <laughs> making up things that support podcasts now or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com, Erotic Awakening, and take a look at the options on discounted stuff, extra content, and more. We will have our next Zoom meeting info going out as soon as we have it scheduled for November. And the thing I forgot to mention in all this, Don and I will be in Kentucky writing a book next week. We will. We're this gonna is try the week to... of uh, the last weekend of October. Yes. The last week of October 2020. If you are in Kentucky, uh, we are there to write a book, but we would love to take a moment set aside and have a meal with podcast listeners or such yep we'll be in lexington so and we tried to finish it during our north carolina vacation and it didn't happen so we're going to give it another go and there's a certain kitten out there we are waiting for you to write to talk about making that tennessee trip awesome bye dan bye dog